0: welcome to the high profit event show my name is rudy rodriguez founder of the virtual event sales team and wingman coaching worldwide we provide world-class self-support services with integrity and on this podcast we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes so stay tuned Hi, welcome to today's episode on the High Profit Event
1: Show. We have a really special guest today, uh, an acquaintance um, who uh, really doesn't need an introduction, and you'll definitely recognize her by her track record and the work that she's done. Uh, Ms. Patty Albery, welcome in.
2: Thank you, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Patty, uh, just for our audience, or people who um, are just meeting you for the first time, um, a couple of things I wanna highlight about you and why people should really lean in and tune into this episode and stop what they're doing and take notes. Um, you are the female powerhouse behind one of the, uh, first book brands to a billion dollars, the chicken soup to the soup, chicken soul to the, for the soup brand. excuse me. There's so many variations of it. And, uh, and you, I mean, you've been in the industry for, for decades. Um, you know, recently did an event with Jack Kempfield. um, you know, you speak in training events with, uh, Scott Demolin. um, you know, you're world-class and you run your own training organization with women helping them. Uh, grant permission within their own lives and businesses, and you know, step into their their companies and their businesses. So uh, really excited to have you here today as a guest.
2: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so Patty, love to hear from you, um, you know, a little bit about your uh, background when it comes to events, and if you just want to kind of tell the story of maybe a little bit about your background and what eventually led you into doing events, and then maybe we can talk about some of your recent experience that you've had.
2: Well, I started in the self help industry about thirty five years ago. I literally answered an ad in the paper that said secretary wanted twenty five thousand a year, and I just set a goal that I want to make twenty five thousand a year. And I was working in tech, and uh, I I had left tech, and I was looking through the L A Times, and um, I see this ad. I'm like, I don't want to be a secretary, but I, I want the twenty five thousand a year, so I'm just going to answer the ad. And so I did along with like 200 other people. Cause that was a lot of money back then. And, um, turned out that it was Jack Hamfield. And so I went to interview with him in this little condo, which was like hippieville and don't ever go. If you're listening to this, don't ever go to someone's house for an interview. I mean, it could have been a stalker who knows. And so I went in and interviewed with him. Didn't he was doing self-esteem in the classroom stuff at the time. And, uh, and so I, I just thought, I don't know if I'm going to get this job. It seemed kind of weird. And I didn't get the job. He called me. He's like, oh no, we, we went with somebody else. I'm like, all right. And then I, of course I wanted the job because now I got turned down. Like every woman that gets turned down, I oh, I got to get it, you know, but he eventually called back a couple months later and um, said, I think we're supposed to work together. I don't know what it is. I can't get you out of my head. And so we started this journey of working together and a couple months in, he said, um, I've got this idea. Like people keep asking me, you do have that story in a book, do you have that story in a book? And he said, I think we will supposed put these stories I tell from stage in a book. And I said, all right, let's do it. And so we embarked on what we didn't know the name of it. We didn't know what we we're going to call it, but it was 1989 that we started collecting stories from all the speakers that we knew and all the people that were holding events around the world. And like, what's your best keynotes, you know, what's your best story, the beginning, the end, like, what is your number one story? So we collect that from all speakers. It was mostly speakers and uh, finished it in 93, it took us four years. We edited that book to an inch of its life and got published in June and it hit a Bestseller list 14 months later, and that was after we didn't know when you when you publish a book you should have an agent. Well, we didn't know we needed an agent, and uh, we finally found an agent. And the guy, after about nine months, gave us the book back and said, "Sorry, I can't sell it. Nobody wants it." We're like, "What? (laughs) We worked for four years on a book that nobody wants," and we eventually got published. So that was the beginning of Chicken Soup, and uh, we went on to do about 230 titles throughout that 18-year period. And we did a ton of licensing. We did dog food. We did greeting cards. We did um, big events around it. We did all kinds of stuff. And at the same time, we were still living our old lives of being speakers. And so we were holding events at Holiday Inns, at Fairmonts and Scottsdale, um, in Dubai and Oman and Qatar. We were, we were traveling all over the place. Um, so it's been a lot of Big events, it's been a lot of little events, it's been a lot of nobody shows up for an event, you know, you get the whole nine yards. But over, you know, this over three decades, we have, uh, we've done a lot of different things. We sold our company in 2008, Chicken Soup. And then we sort of sat down and thought, what are we going to do now? And so we sort of reinvented the wheel and um, decided to go out and certify and train trainers around the world to do the work that we had done. That built chicken soup. So how do you take responsibility for your life, create a vision, set goals, what actions do you need to take, uh, and so on and so forth. So I think we have about 5000 trainers right now around the world, which is great. And um, continue to keep inspiring and motivating people. Wow,
1: that's so cool. What a neat Genesis story, right? You answered an ad and it happened to be Jack Hamfield. <laughs> and he said, no.
2: Carrier <laughs> part was when I got the job, I was staying with my parents and my dad said, I sent you to college to go work for a hippie. I'm like, Hey, the hippie went to Harvard, you know, and he maybe I'll worst case scenario, I'll get a Harvard education for free. And so he was not happy, but it all worked out to the best for everyone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I know there's definitely um, a lot of learning and challenges that took place in those early years. I remember you shared with me on, on a call that we were on. Uh, your, uh, yeah, just your when you calculate all the hours that you were working to what you were earning, I mean, I think it was like uh, a couple of dollars an hour or something <laughs> you said. Bucks
2: an hour. Jack's like, you know, just clarify that I wasn't paying you two bucks an hour. It just ha- so happened to be that you were working so many hours that averaged out to that. I'm like, I know, I know. But, you know, sometimes especially in this industry, when you're doing events and you're writing books and doing different things, it, it's just, it's the persistence that pays off. You know, it, it takes a while, but you've got to know your why and your what, you know, what do you want and why are you doing it? And if you have those really strongly, like just in your body and you really own it, you can survive <laughs> the famine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you not only survived, but you thrived, yes. <laughs> helping, helping build it to one of the first, uh, billion dollar brands. Um, yeah.
2: Paid off, paid yeah. off in the long run. There were, day, there were a few days that I was thinking, what if this doesn't work? But I mean, very few, I, I, I joke with Jack all the time. I say, you know, I don't remember us ever thinking, what if this doesn't work and everything that we've ever done, that's huge. We just go, okay, Plan A is this we're going to do a minimum target outrageous number for the event or for sales on the back end or whatever it is. Plan B is it didn't work and plan B is you know what do we do if it doesn't work and then we we shelve it away. We don't think about it. That's about 5% of the energy. The other 95 stays on. What do we want? How do we want it to like play out? And also what do we want to do how do we want our attendees to leave? What do we, what feeling do we want them to have when they leave? And how are we going to serve them in the future? So it's, I think it's a big part of this industry is really coming from a place of service. And when you can do that, you stay out of that, like lack mentality, or what if this doesn't happen? Or, you know, there's so many ways to go down that rabbit hole. Like, it's not, it's a total waste of time, by the way, to think about doom and gloom because what you, what you think about, you get, so stop thinking about it. If you're thinking about, oh my God, my event's not going to take off. Stop it. You know, it's not worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What we think about is what we get.
2: <laughs> True. Law of attraction.
1: So, so you recently did an event uh, with Jack uh, just a couple of months ago, a big virtual event. Um, would you be open to sharing with us a little bit about that recent experience as far as you maybe what were some of the wins or uh, some of the, the lessons learned, what might you've done differently now that you've gone through that?
2: Um, I think it, it was a great event. We had 1,100 people. It was the most we've ever had virtually. We shot it from Sage Studios out in uh, Charleston, and um, one of the wins was you know, there's such a big thing right now, right. With hype of like how to market and funnels and all the crap and the noise that's out there. And one of our friends, Marcy Shyamoff about four days before the event was having Jack on her, uh, year of miracles program, where she's got about 7,500 people. And Jack went on and he offered for all those people that he said, you know, if you, if you want to come to breakthrough success, we'll give you the VIP ticket for $49. We had 600 people sign up for Breakthrough Success from that one interview. I mean, you know, Rudy, what it takes to get 600 people in a room. It was an hour of teaching with a friend that we've known for 30 years who was willing to endorse what we were doing, and we got 600 people. That was a huge win, huge win. Um, so, the, so it made me think like, okay, so where am I not asking for support when I'm running an event? Why don't I, why don't I do more interviews or have Jack do more interviews? So we can organically bring in people that are already kind of in that space that they already want the work. They already have raised their hand to somebody that we know, love and trust. And, and that conversion rate was really high as well from the people that came through that event. So we had record sales, we, you know, it was, it was just good all around. Um, what would I do differently? You know, the only thing that I would maybe have done differently if we could have is I would have done a live version with the virtual, maybe had some live people in the room, um, but it didn't work out for that. I probably would have done that differently. Um, and then also maybe done like a VIP evening the day before people, you know, 20 people that want to come in live and do something and, and charge a higher price for them, much higher. But it, you know, if you think about it, if you, if you break down your costs of what it run, what it takes to live bleh, what it takes to run a live event. And if you can think like, if I just did something over the top or outside the box and I could make back half my money just from that live piece, that it's going to cost me to run the whole event overall over four days. I like to, Try to think of things like that. How can I chunk this down to know that I'm going to cover my costs, that everything else is going to be profit. So I probably would have done a little bit more thinking around that, but overall, it was great.
1: It was great. Yeah. I mean, 1,100 people in attendance is a phenomenal opportunity and 600 came from one interview. That's remarkable. That was more than half of your, the opportunity there. Yeah. Wow. wow.
2: So it's like, so often we just get caught up in like having to do Facebook campaigns or ads or, you know, all this other stuff. When, if we just went out to the people that have already raised their hand to us in the past and look at how can we leverage that relationship more to serve, we're serving Marcy's people. And I said, do you want an affiliate? She said, no, I, I just want to know that they are served. So it's it, it's much more cost effective. And I think for a lot of us, when we're planning events, we just forget to reach out to all the people that we know, make phone calls, send, you know, send out a card, like do something different for people. Remember the people that have been there with you before, because if something worked once, it can work more than once. And I feel like In today's world, because it's so noisy that we do something that works. We're like, yeah, it was win. Then we just go on to the next thing. But it's like, wait a second, stop. If that's working, keep doing what's working. And so keep a list of everything you're doing to market to the people that put their butts in seats and remember what worked and keep doing those things and then add on new things. You know, we're always testing. We're always trying.
1: Yeah, definitely. Remember what worked and keep investing in those relationships you know and you mentioned the uh you know this whole idea of service um and we talked about this in the green room before the show um you know s- uh, service as a form of as a way to instead of focusing on selling focusing on service and also helping continue the uh the relationship, even the relationship beyond the event
2: mm-hmm.
1: can you talk a little bit more about that i know that's that's a really important for you
2: yeah i think a lot of a lot of us get into this mode of like, I've got to meet my numbers and I've got to do, you know, all these different things. And if, when I go into that space, I start to go into a space of lack. And again, that's a downward spiral. So if I can just get out of my ego and think about, okay, what do, how do I want these people to feel? What do I want them to have at the end? What awarenesses do I want to bring to them? Um, how can I help them choose the best spot for them, the, be- the best path for them to go on? Then I'm coming from a place of service, my vibration's high, I'm more into my body, I can talk from a place of authenticity and transparency and not in a yucky space of like, let me just sell you the next, you know, snake oil. So it's and and I think for many people in the industry, it's like if you know your customer well and you can see or foreshadow almost their problems, how can you help them not? go off the deep end? Or how can you help them from wrecking the train? So for me, I'm always looking at, all right, here's my audience. And what else do I see? Are their problems? And in, in my world, mostly authors and speakers, I see a lot of people that want to do want they want to cr- reinvent themselves. They're looking to write a book or go to the next level. And then they run out and they're like, okay, so I need a podcast and I need a website and I need an online course, and, I, I, and I'm like, hold on, not yet. What you really need is to learn how to speak your message. And so, I, I really, I say to people, if you get on my train, I won't let you off in a bad neighborhood to get mugged. If you don't, I can't help you. But I'm an expert in the field. I know the best of the best. I can guide you, you know, on the right path to do the right things in the right order. And if you do that, you're going to save yourself time, money sanity and all kinds of things. So I'm always looking at what am I hearing? You know, I'm hearing, Oh, I spent all this money on a website and I didn't use it. Or, Oh, I was in all these vanity books and they didn't do anything. Or it's just like the list goes on really. It's sort of the same thing that Jack did in the very beginning of chicken soup. You know, he said, all these people are asking me if that story I told on stage is in a book. And That's why we created the first book because so many, especially women were saying, do you have that story in a book? And Jack's like, no, they're on my tapes. Well, I don't listen to tapes because I'm driving my kids around. I'm going to the, like, they're not in the car long enough. And so that was the whole inception of chicken was just from so many requests. And after that, when we said, Hey, if you have a story, send it in. And we started getting all these stories in the mail, like 10,000 stories a month in the mail is insane when it got crazy. But those stories were sh- were like showing me the way I was noticing. I'm getting a ton of stories from women. I'm getting a ton of stories that love their pets. I'm getting a ton of Christian stories. So it's like, oh, there's Christian soul. There's pet lover soul. There's chicken soup for the women's soul. Like the market just revealed itself as long as I was willing to listen. So I didn't make up, I didn't make up titles. They started to come in. I, I started to know my audience more. So any way that you can really know who your audience is on a higher level, the higher you can serve them.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I'm taking away from that is um, a few things. One, um, just staying curious about the audience and where they're at, what they need and how you can serve them. And um, also like allowing things to reveal themselves. Like you mentioned, you just had all these requests coming in for a book and then all these stories coming in eventually that you just fulfilled on those requests, um, over time and became the brand that what it became today, that it is today.
2: Absolutely. And, and I think a big part of it too, is really staying present because when you do that, if you just keep, if you're just like a rat on a wheel with your head down working and you're not looking up to say like, am I, you know, am I, am I conscious of like what they need? Um, you can get off on the wrong track if you're just like making stuff up in a vacuum. So I don't know, curiosity for me has always been key to my success.
1: Mm. Awesome. Very wonderful. And uh, for um, our audience and you know, people who are really um, enjoying what you're sharing here, can you tell a little bit more about maybe some of the, the work that you do and um, and you have started to talk about it, like you help people with Uh, clarifying their message. You help people with uh, their book. Can you just share a little bit more about what you do and and how people can learn more about you?
2: Yeah. So basically I have a couple um, missions, I guess I would say one is for women. I wrote a book called permission granted, and it's all about showing up, speaking up and being seen. Because I think a lot of women are professional hiders, and I was for sure. I, I hid behind Jack for years. I ran the entire empire, and everyone's was, was like, "Who's Patty Aubrey?" <laughs> you know, no one knew. And so, um, and I literally turned down speaking engagements like ten thousand people in a stadium when I did Chicken Soup the Christian Soul, because I w- I didn't know how to speak. I was like, "I'll lose my space. I I won't know where I'm at. I'll get confused." And so I would say, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I can, I'm president of chicken soup for the soul and I just don't have time. And then after we sold the company and I realized I was hiding, I started to speak a little bit. I called my friend Marcy and I said, Hey, Mars, you did chicken soup, the women's soul. How much money were you making as a speaker when I was too busy being busy? And she said, you don't want to know. I'm like, no, no, no. I do several million dollars. So, um, So I thought, okay, no more hiding. I got to get out there. That's how, it's not how I met Scott, but Scott and I've been friends for years. And Scott Demolan called me and said, Hey, you should come to engage from the stage. And I thought, this is ridiculous. I should already know this. And, you know, Scott always says two things. Do you want to think, you know, enough, or do you think you can't learn it? And I kind of had the, I had before I went to engage, I literally thought I, I should know enough and I should already know it. So, and can I really understand this? So I had all that stuff going on, but I went to Scott and I realized like, oh my gosh, this is so simple. So that's kind of a big deal for me to get women honing in their message, you know, getting out there, being seen. And then once you are from there, go write your book or from there go create a product or whatever it might be. Um, So that's, that's kind of a big one. And the other one is what I was talking about earlier, which is just, Helping people create a blueprint for what they want to communicate with the world. You know, before you go build all these things, um, what do you want to do? So I run like a really simple marketing program that's all on paper. I call it the adult coloring book. Okay, here's your photo. This is what you really want. Are you sure? Because we're not going to change it. You know, here's your bio. Here's what you have to offer. Here's your why. Here's what you have to sell. Here's your call to action. And have, I have a map out the entire thing, like a blueprint, just like if you're going to build a house, I always say to people, would you just go to the contractor and say, Hey, start with the bathroom. I'll get back to you. No, you have a, you know, it would not be pretty. And I feel like people are doing that in this industry right now. They just kind of are They're It's like kind of Jimmy rigging these things together without a clear plan. It's not going to make sense. And also I think it's important to run the plan by several people. Go out there and give your elevator pitch. Talk about what it is you're doing. If people look at you like you have three heads, then you're probably off base or you're not articulate it correctly. So I really help people like over four months, like just get really clear about what it is you want to do, say be in half. And then once you do that, then you can go to your website. Then you can go to something else, but try to keep people in a pretty succinct lane because I know what happens when you don't; it's not pretty. So all that stuff is on my website at PattyOpry.com. Um, anyone's interested can check it out.
1: Perfect. That's exactly what I was going to suggest for audiences to check out your website PattyOpry.com. We'll be sure to include it in the show notes as well. Uh, your program is called Permission Granted. It's a program for women to help them uh, clarify their message and also um, engage from your stage uh, with Scott DeMolin. I know you and Scott have have uh, been doing these programs in in tandem together and i got to participate um in one week where uh you and i got to connect and uh, i've never had any formal speaker training before in my life but i'm glad that that was my introduction to it i can't even imagine a, a better uh speaking training opportunity and uh yeah it's yeah it's phenomenal and it's probably it's probably the the, the best kept secret out there um so if you're listening to this and, and you are someone who wants clarity with your message. Um, reach out to, uh, Patty, find a way to work with her. And if you're ready to improve your speaking abilities at your next event, uh, definitely, uh, get your name in the hat for the next engage from your stage event.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was great when we finished this last workshop that we did and, you know, these people have been working with me for years and all of them, there was 13, actually, we kind of went over, we cheated a little bit. We usually take 10. They all came to me and said, this is the best training I've done in 20 years. This is the best money I've ever spent. This is, I mean, they're, blo- and I love it because I, I know, I mean, they're my students and I see them struggle and when they can walk out of the room saying, this is the best thing I've ever done, that just makes me so happy. So happy.
1: Yeah. You know, it's a uh, great writing fans, right. And, yes. and great relationships and they keep coming back. Right because you serve them and I bring it full circle because you've served them well. Uh,
2: it's guys, true. I and, and I, it's not just like, I couldn't do that training without Scott, but I can still serve my audience because I can bring Scott in. So it's like, don't miss out on your audience and what else they need, because you can always just be the conduit. You don't have to be the provider, mm. but again, you're serving them at a higher level from a relationship standpoint. And they don't forget that when you help save them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, any final uh, comments or words as we wrap up today's episode?
2: I would say, um, you know, a lot of us get in the space. I mean, it's very competitive. We're all doing what we're doing. Um, if Don't let your self-talk get in the way. The one thing I always tell people, when you get up in the morning and you get jump in the shower... And you get some new crazy idea that you want to do for your business. Get out of the shower, put your clothes on because most of us are on Zoom and go do that one thing, make that scary phone call, write that scary email, you know, go to that meeting and have that one big ask because at five o'clock in the afternoon, that idea is going to feel crazy. So do the scary stuff in the morning, follow up, follow up, follow up, and it will take you further faster than you've ever been.
1: Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you, Patty, for being a great guest on our show today. Uh, This is a really special episode. I'm really grateful that you're here with us. And uh, for our audience, uh, be sure to subscribe uh, to today's episode and share it with someone who you feel would resonate with uh, Patty's message. So thank you again. And we'll call it a wrap. All
2: right.
0: Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people, and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind-type programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab, and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review, and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15-minute consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.